Welcome to another VRL USA podcast. This is Alan, and I'm here with Sid, and we're uh, kind of, if not disconsolate, we are certainly not consulate after Barcelona's 4-0 win, um, all four goals in the first half, and really the match was over by, what, half an hour in. So, um, so um, I know a lot of us were expecting a lot more from this match. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think maybe this is one of those to think about three games in. Where are we? Um, you know, I think as you noted that first match. You know, in terms of the chances allowed, um, we were probably unfortunate. By the same token, I don't I don't know that we looked very sharp. And again, you know, I think taking all of this in the broader picture of us saying, you know, it's going to take ten games really to to see this team get time to um, understand the new concepts um, incorporate while there aren't you know that many new names they are at you know relevant positions you know the two central midfielders in the VRAL system are the most important players so if it's Parejo and Cocalan who are playing there, Obviously, they have familiarity with each other, uh, but not not with the rest of the team. And notable because essentially they both were replaced. Coquelin actually subbed off and Parejo sort of moved in the structure at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's notable. Those were the two changes that were made. Um, Alcacer also came off. And I know that there's been some back and forth as well uh, about that. Again, very very out of place uh, today, uh, certainly lacking for service as, as I know Zach talked about in the article, Um, Mm -hmm. but wasn't really making able to make an imprint on the game without service. Um, And that's also one of those things that you do want players to, to be able to contribute in other ways. Um, But I think, you know, I I think the big thing (laughs) is everybody jumped, down Kaeha's throat for a similar thing that occurred last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see some of the reaction. Again, keeping in mind that, of course, this was going to take time. But I think certainly the point that is somewhat disheartening is to say it seemed we were beaten tactically in a way that we certainly hoped would not be the case. And I think certainly knowing that Emery's last match, I believe, against Barcelona was the epic comeback uh, against PSG in the Champions League. You would have thought this one was really some, you know, something he circled on his calendar, the return to the Camp Nou. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it was players, whether it was tactics, we just sort of look, looked as far out of place as we did in that match with Calleja and perhaps more so. And of course, this was also Barca's first official match of the season and our third. So given this weird imbalance in the schedule, you certainly wouldn't have expected us to be the ones who looked like we were lacking in intensity. Yeah, I think the I think that's the thing that is um, is troubling when when I think about the what happened. It, okay, there were 
<laughs> there were a lot of um, situations where we were just carved open far too easily. Um, and I think, you know, Mario certainly took a lot of stick um, for uh, his performance in the first half. Um, but you can't blame one player. I mean, I think the issues that that we had, I was surprised that we made that we didn't make any significant changes in the starting lineup, frankly. I just I expected Emery to be somebody who would who would really change the lineup to, to reflect the opponent and have a specific game plan. And um, I think exactly I was... Exactly the thing we were so frustrated with Calleja about. Exactly, was, exactly. It was, it was, you know, relegation team at home or Barca away. We played the same. Played the same. <laughs> and, and I think that's what we... And so I think we were expecting... I certainly... Okay, yes, we had to put Mario at right back, but I was expecting a 4-5-1 or, or however, something with more um, defensive... Uh, prowess in midfield. Um, and I think Emery, I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it almost seemed as if he was kind of not that concerned. I don't want to say not that worried about the, or concerned about the result, but it felt like he's still trying to figure, okay, I'm going to put this four, four, two out there and see what happens. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately we saw what happened. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel it, you're right that uh, somebody pointed out Kaeha didn't get fired because of losing to Barcelona. He got fired because of losing to relegation teams, and so you know, it's it's early. It's but I guess I see things that are worrying me in the four four two, and I'm really. I think Emery is going to have to get away from it because it just doesn't seem like it's working well. I mean, Alcacer is a lot of baggage up front. If all if if in the, in the four four two, um, I really think having. I mean, I don't know that Pena would have been a whole lot better than Mario. I guess he would have been some, but but when you've got that right side of which has got Chukwueze who doesn't track back and and do much defensively. yeah and, and i think really we got to talk about him too but go ahead yeah. yeah you're really stuck because i mean opponents are just going to target that now granted barcelona with with fati and um and uh, alba were you know are better than than many teams down that side but you're going to face that over and over teams are going to say this look this is where we attack these guys it doesn't really matter what Kukala and Parejo do in midfield if they're being bypassed all the time. Yeah, and but but you know, uh, there's there's probably a few different pieces of that to unpack. So I think Samu is a big concern, and I not in the sense that he's not a good player or whatever it is, but I think systemically your problem you know, in some ways is, is as much him as it is Alcacer, mm-hmm. because I think you can sort of, if you have a more balanced midfield player um, on both wings, I think 
uh, Alcacer is a little bit more able to sort of rely on service. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's kind of it's, it's just just the whole formation is very imbalanced, and so it's interesting because I think again, you know, one of these things. Uh, and, and I do appreciate players like this, and I think Jaume Costa is a little bit this way. You know, I think everybody assumed, oh, you know, Takes come in, we have Antiveros, you know, Moy Gomez, not necessary, you know, and maybe because we've acquired these midfielders, we will put Trigueros, maybe think about him on the wing a little bit or whatever it may be. And it's interesting, again, that Moy Gomez is a central player um, for Emery. And part of it is just able to lend some balance to the shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I, the problem becomes you have one side and they basically didn't attack down that wing. I mean, right. Barcelona, they just, they didn't play down that side. They didn't need to. There was such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Estupinian has, has a bit more pace and, you know, but was, it wasn't, it, 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 the problem has not just been that it's being beaten for pace. The problem is it seems like it's just being beaten for positioning. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't have the pace to recover, you know, somebody like a Pedraza say, I, I think has the issue of positioning, but sometimes is able to make up for it in pace. And mm-hmm. for example, that goal against Wesca, the problem was not he didn't get back. He actually was too fast. He overran the play and play. couldn't yeah. stop. Yeah. So, but but the issue for Mario is physically he doesn't have that same pace. And I, you know, I don't I don't know what it is. A few years ago, it seemed like he had he had more. Um, but the positioning is just off. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. just see there are there are. You know, they are playing in behind him on a consistent basis Mm -hmm. and they are able to then not just play across the face of the goal. They're actually able to like the first goal that Fonte scored, play a diagonal ball back in to sort of the central prime scoring area. Mm -hmm. So it's not just sort of a headed goal that is the concern. It's that the whole defense is being pulled so far out of the structure that the guy late arriving there, um, you know, is coming in totally unmarked. Right. And I think that's that's and, the, and that. And so that should be where somebody like Chukweze, even if behind the play, needs to be tracking that man back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that first goal is indicative of Mario getting beaten by Alba and Samu getting beaten by Fati. Mm-hmm. Uh, both both players not being where they needed to be, and it puts and you've got a, a guy like Albiol who, who on that side who is then he's again he's an excellent positional player, but you're pulling him out of position all the time to cover for these for these other problems, and he doesn't have the pace to to do that really. So yeah, and and, know. and I don't think Powell is a pace guy either. No, you know, we've not. Ha- we've had not. again. I think he is more on the positioning side, and and certainly at his age, he he is quick, but he's not like somebody like a Bailey, Bailly, or you know even a Gabriel, where right. you came and they're like you know this guy is the destroyer. If he gets to the ball, like the guy's not going through him. They're going mm-hmm. over, or he's fouling them. Um, right, right, right. And, and and so you know, again, the the defense is not built to sort of compensate for this issue, as you know. 
Yeah, it's just, I guess I'm, I'm really, I think the concern is that, and again, we're only three games in, but I think the concern is that we're just seeing in every match this same, we're, we're now, I guess the, we see the problems now fully exposed by a, by a team that can attack more than Abar and, uh, and uh, Wesca. And so mm-hmm. the question for Emery, I think, is do you, um, do you basically look at this match and say, okay, that's it. I'm abandoning the 4-4-2. I'm, or, you know, I'm benching, I'm playing the 4-4-2, but I'm benching Samu and, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I think he's got a lot to think about. I think it's got to be, um, disheartening for him and for everybody in the front office that, uh, I had to think we were going to be a little more competitive than we were today. Um, and I also keep wondering about, we just haven't seen Parejo yet um, do the sort of things that we expected him to do. And so it's really hard to know. I guess the importance of this match is going to be maybe more in how Emery and Virial react to it than in the result itself. I think that's right. I think it'll be in indicative uh, of what we see. I think something, though, also that that at Valencia, you know, you sort of didn't have for a long time the sort of out and out striker, you know, somebody like a Rodrigo, you know, again, a good player, but I, I don't think any of us have felt deserving of the press clippings he's received and perhaps the transfers and transfer fees that he's been linked to. Mm -hmm. He's not an out and out striker. So I think one of the things that, you know, somebody like Parejo benefited from is that in that Valencia system, kind of the front three, four guys were very sort of interchangeable, lots of players dropping off on the wing. Um, and not the sort of same target man focus that, again, an attack that is sort of focused through Paco Mm -hmm. is playing Mm -hmm. towards. Mm -hmm. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I think Parejo and Gerard is, you know, sort of very keen awareness for for making runs off the ball. Gerard will drop off on the wing um, and would allow the midfielder sort of to come in through channels. So I right. think that's something also that I don't know that Parejo and Paco sort of are are both the the best fit for each other. Yeah. And I tend to think also that if Parejo and Paco are playing together, they probably should be closer linked in the sense that maybe it's more of a kind of diamond where Parejo is sitting behind the front two and maybe he gets to be a little bit more on the ball in more dangerous positions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think the thing, and again, they, they seem to have worked reasonably well, but then they had Condogbia too um, when, when at Valencia. So I think, you know, that's a, so for example, if you have Zambo in this midfield or you have somebody like Ibora when when he's playing well, um, to to be able to chase the ball a little bit more and get it back to Parejo 
And perhaps if he's in a slightly more threatening position, um, he he has the ability to to move it along. But again, I, I think with new players, certainly have to give them time to to adjust to it. Um, and, you know, we, we are looking at this and we lost Santi. Mm-hmm. And these are the kinds of situations where sort of when the collective was not operating, he often was able to save us in certain situations or, you know, just have a moment of brilliance and do that. Right. The team this year is struggling to find that. You know, I think that there's a reason Gerard has sort of been dropping off more and more trying mm-hmm. to be a facilitator. Right. Is he's realizing that 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 is missing. Right. Yeah, it's just I think it's disappointing that we and just looking at the expected goals since I know Zach loves that on uh, understat and it's you know 3.5 for Barcelona and 0.24 for us. So I'd have to say, you know, you can't sugarcoat it. 4-0 was pretty much the way um it was deserved let's say um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually made a, a few pretty good saves he did so yeah, he i did. think it could have been five or six yeah. um and yeah we had one shot on target right which came from kubo uh in like the 80 80 something minute mm-hmm. he was really the only player who who showed a particular attacking spark right um, right so, so, so yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is can't overreact. But by the same token, I think it would be unfair for you know the way we felt, particularly last year, saying, "Oh, the team is playing well post pandemic. This Barcelona game, they're really a wounded animal." I think this year's version of Barcelona is an even more wounded animal. Um, mm-hmm. so in their first competitive game, when you have two additional games of experience to just sort of completely lay a dud, um, is, is noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so, especially since we, uh, compare, compared to the first, you know, the second match over the first, I think we showed some progress and I think it's noteworthy that we seem to have some um, mental fortitude as well, and that we came back in both matches and won one and could have won the other. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's also though, I mean, it's, it's the third match of a long season. Uh, Barcelona is, you know, it's not, it's going to be interesting to see how they fare over the course of the season. Um, but I think Emery certainly has to go, has a lot of thinking to do about what he wants to, um, what he wants to do in the future um, when we play teams that have this sort of attacking skill, because um, as we said, I mean, we're just, it's so uneven that when, when you're, when you're just opened up time and time again down down one side, and it's the same side that Barcelona used in when they beat us four nil last time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly the same as as like somebody said. So, you know, they basically exploited Chukwueze and Mario eight times in two matches for for goals, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a lack of. I guess I'm I'm surprised at the sort of lack of tactical awareness or whatever from memory and thinking that somehow things would be different this time. 
Correct, correct. Which is interesting. Again, like you, you have the tape from just a few months ago, <laughs> and we're putting putting substantially the same unit out there, uh, swapping the central midfield essentially, and and no Santi. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but yeah. So so that's interesting. And, and then I think you know again the, the other question that this brings up, and we spend some time talking about it. You know, dating back to Paco's transfer is just you look at it and then you wonder a little bit about the personnel moves because yeah, uh, yeah. not not all of it seems to make sense. You know, again, I think Estupinian, an upgrade, sure. Uh, you know, maybe if Jaume Costa is in there, they go after him and they exploit him. Somehow I've never recalled Jaume ever sort of getting beaten this many times in a match. No, uh, no. I don't know if that's the battling. I don't know if that's sort of, but I, I never feel like, you know, if that had happened twice, I, I don't feel like you know, he would have given up that penalty uh, sort of to, to put, no, to put he, uh, salt in the wound. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And, and so, uh, again, just in terms of the money, yes, we, you know, we did have Ruben Pena, but then we've been talking about this issue with Mario for a couple of years and sure Emery maybe wanted to find out what he had there. And now he knows he is, he is the (laughs) captain. Yeah. Well, and, and of course now it's a situation. Okay. Pena has been a bit hurt. Didn't Mm -hmm. have a particularly great season last year for various reasons. You will hope he rebounds and and turns you know looks again like the player he was at a bar, but if you don't, you know you you have sort of cut cut your ties on Miguel on even if he comes back. Uh, somebody like Quintia, you don't have the option to try and switch uh, mm-hmm. switch wings and play him there. Um, just. Just not sure about yeah. sort of the the asset allocation there. If if that's really what what made sense, yeah. Um, yeah given I, we've known given we've known that need, right? Um, I, and I then think, on top of that, if you're going to have that need, can you really play Samu on the same wing? I mean, so <laughs> so I so think that's, that's the, the real why, issue. Why why, I, why would you not, for example, at least give it a shot if you're insisting on this formation? Try Chukweze with the Stupinian, who you have a little bit more confidence in tracking tracking back and uh, yeah. being able to handle things. I think that's the real issue for me, is I keep coming back to the fact that if we, I mean, I think Pena is fine. Actually, I think he, I think he's he's a, he's a very good player, and I think he he showed that when he wasn't um, injured and and whatnot last year and and on personal leave, I guess for a bit. Um, so I, I'm not that worried about him at right back, but I am worried that it. But it just feels to me as though if you're going to put when you're going to play a four-four-two and you've got Samu out there with um, Alcacer, you're basically when the other team has the ball, you're 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 down a man and a half at least, um, and. Yeah, I wonder if going to a four-five-one or something and, and putting, um, putting uh, maybe having Samu have a little more responsibility on the other, maybe on the other side with Estepinion or something that he's just not so exposed. Now, granted, our next match against Alaves, they had, they're hardly the 
scoring prowess of Barcelona, but you know, you've got a fundamental issue there that you need to fix. So, um, well, and, and they're, they all watch tape. Oh, they do. So they do. So, you know, you don't have to be Barcelona to, to gouge us five times. You gouge us once and you're a team like Alaves, you've done your job. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So certainly they're they're going to be looking at that. And yeah, Alan, I suppose my point is that again, even if we do think Pena is a starter, I think you've got a question: Is Mario a backup at this point? Is he even a serviceable backup at this point? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not when this has been happening so consistently. You know, if you're going to play him, you've got to protect for him. Um, yeah. yeah. And and that that just is not what happened. Right, but so again, within within this, I think it's certainly three games, lots of concepts still to pick up. Um, you know, we had said ten games in would be when you might be able to draw some conclusions. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do think, again, since we would have jumped on Kaeha for this, uh, and given the fact we have recent experience uh, of, of the same issue happening. It mm-hmm. does seem uh, a bit befuddling uh, that that it would play out exactly the way that it did. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the thing that worry that that worries me. But I think befuddled is a good phrase. I just not sure what Emery was thinking, but it it certainly didn't seem to work out today. And I think uh, I think everybody was, you know, if if we had lost three one but had been competitive, I think we'd feel differently. The fact that we weren't really competitive and all the goals came from essentially the same sort of personnel problems that we could see last year, um, I think is real cause for concern. So, you know, hopefully we'll put it behind us and move forward and, and uh, take three points against Alaves. And uh, I think, you know, as we've said, those are the those are the matches we need to win. But I think there was a lot of optimism, um, you know, on our podcast last week. There were four of us, and two of us were expecting Biriel to win, and I was being the pessimist with a 2-2 draw. So I think there was a lot of optimism that we now kind of need to say, okay, let's cool that for a bit because we we aren't nearly as far along our, re- our rebuilding or whatever you want to call it as we thought. We aren't what we thought we were. We aren't what we thought we were. That's right. <laughs> So, okay, any last thoughts on that other yeah, than we don't? Yeah, well, I, I was going to say I think yeah, I was thinking about that and thinking about the sort of feeling of optimism, and I was telling myself before the match, we always feel this way when we play Barcelona. And looking at, you know, the La Liga does those sort of global um, lifetime statistics of this fixture, and looking at it again, we beat them three, I think, out of 20. Uh-huh. I think we have three wins, two draws, 15, now 16 losses. Right. And I think now the goals are 53 against 22 in favor. Yeah. So perhaps there are some reasons sort of <laughs> for the historical trends that, uh, you know, every year I think we convince ourselves that something different is going to happen. Right. We just... You know, unless we line up very differently and, you know, we'll always have Latina to talk about and make fun of. But, you know, that was a year that 
And that was at home, but that was a year we got a result against them mm-hmm. because we didn't think we were going to go sort of racing up and down. And, and the first eight or ten minutes of this match were essentially played at sort of highway speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that is that is never going to favor us against a team like this. That's yeah. just it's yeah. not the case. Trading chances with them, they're going to finish better. Yeah. They're going to defend better because they're going to get back because their players are more athletic and faster and whatever it is. That's just that's not a formula for success. And you know they hit us with one, hit us with two, and uh, that that penalty, which is among <laughs> sort of the oddest, silliest ones that you'll ever see, um, that that really sealed it. And as you said, all exactly from the same playbook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I think, um, you know, about the best you can do is take that page of the playbook out, throw it away and say, all right, we, you know, I'm not sure why Emery didn't know before that wasn't going to work, but now he knows it ain't going to work. So anyway. Yes. I, I'm very interested to see the reaction now. Yeah, so I am too. You would think we should have an angry coach, an angry bunch of players, um, you know, a game upcoming here that we ought to be able to come out and really respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also short turn, as you know, because we have this is a midweek game. Right. So then looking ahead, because we will have an international break, but we have Atletico, who just lit up Granada. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for Granada, that was a similar type of game uh, as this one was, sort of a measuring stick for them. They had won the last two, their first two, and, you know, had played really well going into last year, losing 6-1. So, and, yep. you know, arguably, Atletico has the best attack <laughs> in the league this year mm-hmm. with Diego Costa, Joao, and now Suarez. Right. So, so that's a, that's a very difficult game. So, so let's see. Let's see if we can, we can write the ship against Alaves. And we do have an option, you know, one week later against another top three team away, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but a different team, but a team now that plays differently. Yeah, you know, they don't they don't need to grind out one nil anymore. They have enough talent; they can score two, three, six. Yeah, I'm I mean that was that was a month. Call Atletico scoring six goals. So yeah, I was going to say that was a that was a month's worth of goals for them. Um, yep. So you know you got Joao Felix passing the ball and uh, and shooting it on occasion and as uh, I guess Diego Costa joked today you know Suarez does the biting and I do the kicking so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah talk yeah. about talk about your uh, your bunch of angry angry old men there yeah. yeah if there's ever a fight I think I'd take them over anybody I so. think so. All right. Well, let's let's hopefully hopefully our next match is uh, is is a little more positive because I think, as you say, we should we should all be angry um, all the way around. I'm, I'm, I certainly am not happy with how how this worked today. So, all right. Yep. Let's, so, yep. Uh, another another measuring stick in a week's time. Sounds good. All right. All right. Sounds good. And Devon Virion. And Devon.